If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I want to make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3x increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. to double your sales now your resources to selling strategies tips and best practices to take your performance to the next level there's no reason you can't double your sales so let's get to it with your sales coach ursula menches Hello, everyone, and welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minches, and I can't wait to dive into today's show with a very cool, very amazing Becca Leindecker, who we love and adore in our community. She's got so much going on. She's a super rock star in the real estate world. She's also a millennial. We had Kayla on recently talking about the millennial world. And, you know, it's, it's so fun to interview millennials who are out there crushing it, by the way. So we have a lot to learn from Becca today. So Becca, hello, and welcome to the Double Your Sales Now show. Hi, Ursula. Hello. <laughs> Hello, and Becca is located here in Minnesota. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. She is the founder and owner of Timeless Value Homes Team, licensed with Keller Williams Realty. She's a lifetime Twin Cities resident with a degree in communications and psychology from St. Kate's University, St. Catharines, for those of you who are outside of Minnesota. I love the communication and psych degree, by the way. I have one of those myself, or a couple of those. Since getting her license in 2012 at age 21, yes, do the math, uh, Becca has sold over 150 homes. Being a realtor has been Becca's dream job since the age of 10. Yes, you read that right. Instead of grabbing for the comics in the Sunday newspaper, Becca was searching through the newest homes on the market. Becca married her husband, Nick, in 2014. Their hobbies include traveling the world, and she'll talk about that, I'm sure, volunteering and going to concerts. Becca has a passion for serving people and helping others to achieve their real estate goals, providing superior customer service and creating relationships that last beyond the transaction set Becca apart from the other agents out in the world. So Becca, I'm excited to chat with you today. So let's dive in. You're a lifer now in the real estate industry, but when you first launched into the industry, did you have any limiting beliefs about sales and selling? You know, when I first started, I honestly had no idea. I mean, I knew it's exactly what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how I was going to get to where I wanted to be in the real estate space. And so there were a lot of limiting beliefs as, you know, as I started. So I started under a team and they helped me a lot. But one of the big limiting beliefs that I had for selling is that salespeople weren't genuine. So I really had to shift that because 
I am a genuine person and that's something that I always want to portray to people, you know, so that they know and are comfortable with me, that I care for them. And that is one that I definitely had to shift. And then the other one was, how do I get business for myself? Can I get business for myself? Can I do sales? So I had to believe that the people were attracted to me, you know, that I could attract that business and those ideal clients. Mm, those are, I mean, just so interesting. So I, I, so many people I've interviewed in the show talk about authenticity and just being real and people feeling that. I think that's, that's our community, right? This, that we care and, and being willing and vulnerable enough to share that. So when you look back, Becca, 150 homes in, <laughs> when did you double your sales for the first time? Was there like a moment? Was there a couple months where, or, or when you had just a big month and for the first time you went, yeah, this is the kind of money I want to make. Yeah, this is the level I want to serve at. Was there a moment like that? What do you remember about that? Yeah. So when I started, my first year was pretty good, but again, I was under a team. And then the next year I doubled and while I was still in college and everything, but when it was a major time that I will always remember <laughs> is, I mean, this year. <laughs> so last year was my first full year as being on my own and not being on a team. And last year, you know, my business exploded and now this year, I was able to even double from last year. And so that major, major shift was, you know, when I started to, you know, feel like I was really, you know, in the flow of things. So I was able to do more things and I was able to travel and all those things while still doubling my business and my income. Let's talk about that for a minute because you and your husband are world travelers and I think people always choke a little bit about when they when they hear how much you travel. I remember you set a goal, a travel goal for you and your husband and then I'm not even sure how much you've traveled this year, but I think it was the year before you set a goal to travel X amount of, take X amount of trips and you did it. So tell us about that. How do you, how do you make that happen while still doubling your business two years in a row? Yeah. So last year, my goal was to travel 12 times in the year. And in the beginning of the year, when I set this goal, I was not rolling in the business. I mean, my business was okay, but also it wasn't, you know, I wasn't totally comfortable in the business, but I set this goal because it was something that my husband and I were passionate about. It's the way that we wanted to create our lifestyle. And by the end of the year, we, will, we were able to travel and vacation 13 times in the year. And let's be clear, these aren't weekend trips, right? Like name some of the places that you went, how long were you gone? Like when you say travel 13 times, what does that encompass? Usually our trips last about a week. I mean, sometimes they're like four days, but most of them were a week to 12 days. Wow. And what about this last year? Oh, this last year, I'm not even sure exactly how many trips, but I added up all of the days that I was gone or traveling and it's 81 days out of the year. Wow. So almost three months of traveling. Okay. So I have to ask, how did you manage to travel 81 days? Because I know all of our listeners, they want to be traveling more than they are and double your sales yet again, run this super successful business. How'd you manage that? Honestly, it's all about figuring out you know, what activities make me money, that kind of 80-20 principle that um, mm -hmm. focuses on the 20% of activities that produce all the rest, <laughs> the majority of your income. 
So I really figured out what are those activities for me. And I focused on those things. And, you know, I make sure to complete those each week. And honestly, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's a waste of time to feel like you have to do everything. And basically, I do those activities, <laughs> and then whatever else, I delete it. So I, you know, even if it's something in your personal life. So for us, we didn't love cleaning and we didn't love having to take care of our yard and be home to take care of our yard and everything. And so even just hiring that out and being creative. So we don't have a service or anything to do that. But my mother-in-law, you know, she wanted some extra income and she lives near us and everything. And so we figured out a way to make that happen and she's happy about it and everything too. So yeah, it's really just figuring out what are the things that you need to do? What are the activities you need to complete to make money? And then you will find that so much of your you know time will be freed up and then you're able to travel. And then even figuring out if you're away, how can um, you either put this on autopilot or who could be on your side to, you know, complete whatever you need to have it, whatever you need to be completed while you're away. Yeah, for sure. I love it. And and being very conscious of that, being willing to ask for help. My mom, shameless plug for my mom, but she folds our laundry and she loves folding laundry. So I definitely don't ever say no to that. <laughs> I remember when we moved back to Minnesota from California. And we wanted to hire a lawn service. And it was interesting because in California, like everybody has a, like a lawn service, probably because we have green grass all year round. But it, it, here it, it was a little bit different. And people take a lot of pride in their yards and they're out there mowing. And Tim and I, that's just not our thing. And so we were almost a little bit embarrassed to hire a lawn service. Now, luckily, we moved and we, our association, we have, it's a really interesting association that we have in our area and they mow the lawn. So thank goodness for that. But yeah, finding those things that you need to support you to make sure you can do what you can do, especially when you're traveling. So, so many questions for you, but what's the number one limiting belief you changed now? Like when you look back, not only about maybe doubling your sales, but just the number one limiting belief in general that you changed that has allowed you to live this lifestyle and continue to have this explosive growth in your real estate business. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this is a common one I noticed, but I had the limiting belief that I had to work all the time in order to be successful and that I had to not only work all the time, but I had to feel like it was hard work. So, you know, I was even just talking to nice. my dad. I'm actually in Vegas right now where my parents live. <laughs> and I was just talking to my dad kind of about the year and everything. And he had, you know, I had kind of told him like, it's been a great year. I've been able to travel and all of these things. And he actually got a little offended about, you know, you shouldn't tell people that you, you you don't feel like you work hard. You know, you work just as hard as everyone else. And I think that is definitely a Minnesota mindset. And, you know, I said, it's, it's not a bad thing because I, you know, I should be okay with feeling that I enjoy my life. I enjoy what I do. I love what I do. And it's okay to feel right, like I didn't right. have to kill myself and that I hate my job, you know? <laughs> right. So it's, yeah, it was, it was an interesting conversation. And yeah, so I, as soon as I let go of feeling that I had to feel like I was working all the time or that I was working hard, 
I made the goal to work an average of 20 hours a week or less um, and still hit my income goals. And of course, because I travel, that 20 hours a week is an average. So I mean, there are some weeks where I am home and of course I'm working all the time, but then there are other weeks where I'm traveling and I'm you know, not necessarily working 20, 30 hours a week. So yeah, that was my, my main limiting belief. Wow. Such a great reminder. You know, it doesn't have to be hard. We don't have to make it hard and we don't have to take on other people's beliefs. And I mean, I get it. I, you know, growing up on a farm, I, I've had that belief too of working really hard. And a lot of people that you're right that we've had in the show, it seems to be a theme. So thank you for reminding us all that it's okay to not only have that belief, but to share it with others. Because those of who are listening, I know people who are listening are going to be like, yes, that is what I want. I don't want to feel like I have to work hard. I want it to be easy. And, you know, it can be. So you, you touched on something, Rebecca, and I want to circle back. You talked about you write, you know, just knowing your revenue goals and how important is goal setting and setting your numbers. I know a lot of our clients don't want to talk about the numbers. They feel like it's, you know, it's very masculine, it's very painful. But how have you, how do you set your goals? How do you set your financial goals? And how have you made peace with the numbers? Or maybe that's always been an easy thing for you. <laughs> for whatever reason, have always been addicted to goal setting. It's something that I love to even look at my goals daily or once a week or once every other week, I love to sit down and write, here's my goal and then break it all the way down. And it's something that keeps me on track and it makes me excited every time I do it. So I definitely know my numbers. I write them out all the time. And that way I know that I'm going to hit them or how far away I am from them. And I can come up with different ways to different strategies to, you know, get to where I need to be and where I want my numbers to be too. Beautiful. But I, you know, I think that's the point for all of our listeners is just take the time, break them down, really look at them and write those goals down. In the belief zone, I talked about the fact that 99% of your goals will come true just by writing them down. And yet we forget to do those things. But, you know, it gives us a map. Like once you know what the numbers are, then you can reverse engineer and figure out how to get there, which you continue to do so, so beautifully. And so on that note, so let's talk about, I mean, you've had, you use the word explosive growth in your business. When you look back, Becca, what are the top two sales strategies that you use to get where you are today? Yeah. So one I already shared a little bit about is really that 80-20 principle and focusing on the 20% activities, you know, what makes you money and looking in your schedule and highlighting those things in green really helped me. So, you know, when I used to be at the office nine to five and then I have to do showings or appointments five to nine, I looked at what am I doing this whole day if I'm having 10 hour days, you know, highlighting the things in green that are making you money and you will see all the other things. How can you get rid of those? Maybe it's things that you don't need and you're just kind of wasting time and calling it work. Or it's something that you can delegate or find a way to, you know, a system to automate whatever it is. Even, even when it comes down to emails, it's like you can sit on the email train for all day <laughs> because <laughs> you can just get caught up in that. So I really, I took that down and I gave myself, you know, a couple of hours 
and said, okay, at this top of the hour, I'll check my email at this top of the hour. So I don't check my email constantly and then just stay on it waiting for uh, future emails. (laughs) So my other strategy would be decide who your ideal client is and then find out how to attract those clients. So this is nothing new either, but it's so, so important. I know when I went to sales camp, that was my biggest takeaway is figuring out who my ideal clients are. I wrote down a list. I you know was really clear about it. And I have that list posted next to my desk so I can constantly look at it. And I only work with clients that fall into those categories or have those characteristics. And the past two years, I am happy to say I have only worked with my ideal clients and I have loved my job because of it. And, you know, I don't allow clients and, you know, just to give you an idea of what those ideal clients look like, it's something as simple as they appreciate me, they understand my value, they communicate. And those things, if they don't have those, I say, you know what, I think that it's better if you work with you know someone else, because I want to love my job. And if you have clients that don't appreciate you and don't understand your value, you're going to wonder about why you are in the job that you're in. So I want to love my job. I want to love my life and also just continue to surround myself with raving fans. I remember when you got really clear on your, you know, your ideal client and the area that you wanted to work and the kind of houses you wanted to sell. And so what I'm curious about though, Becca, this is so important for the listeners. So you've been doing this for two years. You've been really strengthening this muscle. And so at times you you say no to people and maybe refer them to someone else or you know whatever it might be. But what do you believe, right? Because when we say yes to people we don't want to work with, we have a belief that there's not enough or there's scarcity. On the flip side, what do you believe that allows you to say no to the clients you don't want to work with so you can say yes to the clients you do want to work with? Yeah, I believe that if I work with the clients that are not my ideal clients and meaning those main characteristics that I talked about, I believe that if I work with them, you know, those are the people that are never happy with who, you know, whoever it is that they're working with and often, you know, won't refer you and they might leave a bad review because they misunderstood something. And then on the flip side, if you're only saying yes to those clients that you love and that love you, those are the people that are going to going to be your raving fans. They're going to tell all of their family, all of their friends about you and bring you more business. So in the moment, it may seem like, oh no, you're getting rid of business, but actually I'm preventing myself. (laughs) You know, I'm preventing my business from, you know, not generating, you know, future leads because I'm only working with the people that will be happy to share yeah. my name. Oh, what a great, great reminder for all of us who are listening. Thank you. And and you just live it so beautifully. And of course, I mean, you're in such a different belief zone. It's like just and not, I guess, different not the word, but you're in such an amazing belief zone where it just feels so magical. And I mean, for those of people, for those of you who haven't met Becca in real life, she is exactly as she sounds. She's she's beautiful. Ex- outside and inside and you just exude and you radiate this this vibrancy and 
it's so like you, so much of what you're talking about and just sharing with the listeners is who you are and how you show up in life. And I think that makes such a difference. And I'm curious, you know, I know personal development has been really important to you. You've been goal setting forever. You've been in a lot of courses. But, you know, for our listeners who might feel stuck or maybe they're having a tough time in business, how how has personal development helped you? Like, I know you've been to a lot of classes. You've been to a lot of books. You do a lot of goal setting. Like, just share some of your tips there, if you would, please. Yeah. Okay. So last year, my goal was to read 52 books. I'm not quite wow. there. <laughs> I've got, I've got uh, a couple of more to read. But then this year, I'm setting the same goal for myself because it's really about, you know, keeping yourself on track. And a lot of people will say, you know, once you read like five self-help books, you know, you've read them all. They all kind of have the same thing. But I found that, yes, they do have a lot of the same things, but what you need is exactly that. You need those reminders to get it into, you know, your subconscious so that you are really, you know, not just that you know them, but you understand them and they are now within you. And so it, you know, whether it's books, podcasts, coaching, seminars, whatever it is, you need to hear that over and over because it will elevate you in a different way. And you'll start to understand things. You will start to understand the flow of, you know, that you do have to enjoy life and your business. And yeah, just really, really understanding those things. Yes, for sure. And it's such a great way to say it. Like we, we can forget and it's, and everybody says it a little bit different. And if you just, I'm a big believer, if you just get one thing out of a book or a seminar, it was more than worth it. I remember when I went to a seminar one time, and it wasn't even that long, it was like a half day. And I always listened for that one jewel. I know there's going to be that one thing. And it was a six figure idea. And I implemented a six figure idea. It was three hours. I showed up, I committed and it was amazing. And I love to read like you do, but I, we do have clients and people who are listening who don't love to read. I get it. Audible books are, you know, listen to the audibles that are out there. There's a million books that are available to listen to. You can listen to workshops online, podcasts. Of course, for all of you are listening, you're probably already listening to a million podcasts. But I mean, so much free information on podcasts now to keep us motivated, keep us going. Excellent. Thank you. So we're getting closer to the end here. Becca, you are... Can I give a little tip? Yeah, please go too about podcasts. (laughs) I definitely have been a podcast junkie for many years. And something that I have learned is if you have an iPhone, I've only had an iPhone, so I'm not sure about the other ones. Um, But if you have an iPhone, there is a little times and then you can click that little, you know, times, whatever, and it's the speed of your podcast. So what I've actually learn to do is times it, you know, a couple of times so that the speed of the podcast is a little bit faster and your brain gets used to it. I mean, for a while you'll feel like, oh my gosh, this is so fast, but your brain gets used to it and still picks up all the information. And then, so I use that while I'm cooking or driving or, you know, getting ready. And it's, it's just an added thing that helps your, your day to elevate you. That is so funny. I, the first time I did that, it was like listening to the chipmunks. I was like, da, 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 da. and then I realized that I, it was a great way to get it. And then I realized I could get more information in a short amount of time. It's funny you say that. You do get used to it. And I think your brain, I think actually it feels like my brain actually appreciates it going faster for some reason. Right. It like right? grabs more stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Because I think it's different. And so your brain listens in a different way. Great tip. And that's so funny. I thought I was the only weird one out there that did that, but I'm glad 
work. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So, Becca, you're an expert in real estate and, you know, you're in Minnesota, in the Twin Cities area. I would love to get some tips from you about what's going on in the industry, what you can tell us. And, of course, for our listeners, if you live in the area and you're not currently working with a realtor, of course, we highly recommend Becca to take great care of you. But you have to set her criteria, so you're going to have to call her. But, Becca, tell us, give us some of your tips for the industry. Yeah, so really my major one is I love to I love to work with first-time home buyers or people that have been, you know, maybe they had a home for a while and they have been renting for a while now. And I love to hear the stories about how much money that they are actually going to save. So not only is it that they are investing in their future and purchasing a home, you know, and so that they're, you know, putting that money towards an asset, you know, something that they own, but also how much money that they actually save. So in Minnesota, our rental market is actually pretty high. So there are so many times that I have helped people find homes and they are saving at least, at least $400 a month. So just by getting a home of this a similar size, a lot of times it's they are going from an apartment, like a one bedroom apartment to a huge, beautiful home and they're still saving like $100. So I think that's number one, too, is just really know to start investing in your future or if you're looking to be an investor. So if you already have a home, um, kind of learning those beginning steps of investing in in homes and what the rental market looks like in Minnesota, because it's great. I mean, we have a couple of rental properties and it's really it's really fun to share my knowledge with people on that as well. And get in on those things while the interest rates are still low. So I know that's always the comment and the looming comment that interest rates will rise. But that's kind of just the facts <laughs> of um, yeah. our industry. So what are you seeing in the market? Anything? And I know, like, you have to be careful about what you say. But what is, you know, the market? What are the experts saying? What are you hearing out there? Yeah. So the main thing is the market is still it's going to be amazing for sellers again this year. And I know that it's a little bit difficult for buyers because there's so much competition. And again, that's because of those low interest rates. And people are saying, you know, our price is going to go higher. They're going to go lower. And prices will continue to go higher until we see those interest rates go up a little bit. And then we might see, you know, of course, a dip in, in the market as well. And right now, because it's winter and the holidays, this is the best time to buy. I know it's not the best time to move in Minnesota because it's <laughs> fun. <laughs> you have ice and you have snow and you have cold, but really it's the best time to buy because you're working with those, you know, you're looking at homes that have sellers that obviously have to move as well because otherwise they would probably move and put their house in the market in the spring when there's more competition or whatever. But so you're looking at serious sellers and then also you don't have to go up against as much competition. So the prices are a little bit lower now than they are going to be in the spring as well. So it's, it's awesome, awesome time to get in a home before February or March. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's a huge tip for people who are listening. What about people who are interested in investing? Still wintertime, a good time to buy because people just aren't paying attention as much or anything yeah. there? 
too, because again, you're going to see sellers that are, you know, selling their home. They obviously have to move. So there's a reason that they have to move. They're not putting their home on the market to say, I think we're going to, you know, see what multiple offers do and how much we're going to get. <laughs> right. They sure. have to move. And so as an investor, you want to make sure that your you know, return on investment is good and that your margins are good. So it's definitely uh, the best time for, uh, for investors as well. Yeah, awesome. And on that note, you know, we might have people from other places in the world who want to connect with you about investing in Minnesota. I know it's a great market and or people locally who might want to connect with you and buy their first home or list with you. So Becca, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Tell us more about how our listeners can get more. Yeah, my favorite platform that you can follow me on and see a lot of homes as well as all of my travel is at Becca, and my name is B-E-C-C-A-H dot, and then Realtor, R-E-A-L-T-O-R. And that's what I am pretty much across the board. And then, of course, Becca Decker on Facebook. Phenomenal. And Becca, again, I just want to thank you for being you. You are a millennial who, like many millennials, is out there crushing it and proving that what, I don't know, I just feel for millennials that's gotten this bad rap and yet it's not true. I actually had a gentleman ask me, like, do you do business with millennials? And I said, yeah, of course I do. And I said, millennials are out there crushing it right now. And we have a lot to learn from them because one of the things we can learn is, yeah, we can have very successful businesses and we can go on 81 days of vacation. So thank you for inspiring me to remember. By the way, you'll be so proud. We're going to Florida next week. And we're scheduling a lot more vacations next year. And Tim and I love to travel. It's been a little bit trickier with Luca, but we're committed to making him go to Disney World. So, you know, and getting him out there and making him go to Europe. So that's plan. <laughs> first world problems that we have for sure. But, you know, thank you for all of your inspiration. And I know you, you inspire so many people. So final notes before we finish up here, though, Becca, is, you know, sometimes people who are listening are having their best day in business. Sometimes they're having their worst day or a bad month. What's your best advice for the people who are having a bad month or a bad day? Yeah, best advice would be trust. Trust that more business is coming you know, money, clients, whatever it is, is flowing to you and just trust. Because when you start to panic, that's when you are attracting the things that are that you don't want. And you're just kind of perpetuating that (laughs) that negative feeling. So really just trust and get out there. And if you have free time, because you don't have any clients, Go do something. Go do something fun. Don't sit and think, oh my gosh, how am I going to get clients? Take a little time, do something that you enjoy, and then go back to it. And then just trust that business will come to you. Beautiful. Becca, thank you for being here today. And thank you for being part of the Sales Coach Now community. We, we just love and appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you, Ursula. And I want to thank all of our listeners around the world. I know you're listening from 52 countries right now. We hear you. We love getting your emails. It's so exciting from all over the world. So you can email me directly at Ursula, U-R-S-U-L-A at salescoachdown.com. You can find me on Facebook, Ursula Menches. You can find me on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Please come and play with me in those places as well. Also, on our website, sales 
www.sexcoachnow.com. You can download our free video series. It's with me, Sales Secrets of the Top 10%. And you can also be added to our list so we can keep in touch with you. Plus, we have eight sales camps happening here in Minnesota next year. Check it out on the website, salescoachnow.com. And if you're interested in booking me as a speaker, you can go to UrsulaMinches.com and learn more about how to make that happen. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And let's make 2018 your most epic year yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now.